Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's series six and episode two, and we'll be looking at the signs of the second coming. Today we're going to start looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3. But let's read that first of all. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. We don't know when Jesus is coming again, but he did say to look for the signs, and as we see the signs increasing in intensity and frequency then we'll know that the second coming is close when we think of a sign we think of something that warns us we think of something that points the way we think of something that marks a destination the signs of the second coming are exactly that the signs of the second coming warn us that the destination is close very often when we think about the signs of the second coming, we think of Jesus' words in Matthew and Mark and Luke, where he speaks about great events in the world, earthquakes and famines and plagues, of nations rising against nation and political unrest and signs in the skies. Into Timothy chapter 3, Paul takes a very different approach. Into Timothy chapter 3, Paul isn't speaking about the big events in the world. We're speaking about the folk that we come across, the people that we come across, the culture that we live in. And he said, these are the signs that you'll see in people's lives, in the words that they say, in their values, in their lifestyles, in how they live their lives. Don't just look at the great earthquakes and famines and whatever. But look at how people begin to behave and what motivates them. You'll see the signs of the second coming in the people that you meet. And so Paul begins, he says, This now, in the last days, perilous times will come. Let's break that verse up for a moment. Paul says, This now. He's being very precise and very specific, very emphatic. He's saying, this isn't a maybe. I want you to really grasp. I want you to really grab hold of this truth. This is for certain. This will happen. This, no. Be aware of it. It's not a possibility. It's not a, anything other than a certainty. Look for these things. He says, the last days will be perilous times. Perilous? That means rough, hard going, troubling. You see, God doesn't want you to be confused or mystified or uncertain or fearful as you see these things happening. God is telling you what people are going to be like in the last days so that you'll be prepared, so you'll be ready, so you'll be alert. 
Paul says these last days will be perilous, ugly, risky, dangerous world, wounding, harsh, harmful, out of control. It's going to be a crazy world. He says that's what the last days are going to be like. And that word last days speaks of a journey. It's the, the final stopping off place in a journey. And that's what Paul is trying to get at. He's trying to say, look, history is going in one direction. And as you see these signs coming, you'll know that you're almost there at the end of the journey, the last stopping place. It's just a season. The perilous times that we will live through are limited. But Paul says these shall come. The word shall come is interesting because it speaks of being surrounded or enveloped or bound. And the idea that he's using here is that it's certain, it's inescapable. We cannot get out of these last days. History is heading that way. So be alert, not just to the signs out in the wider world, but to the signs in the people that you see. In the Gospels, the Jesus spoke of political upheaval and environmental disasters and, and all sorts of things like that, bigger things. But here Paul is looking at the people that we meet, how they act, their lifestyles. He says, they'll be lovers of self, boasters, proud, blasphemous, covetous, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, without natural affection, accusers, incontinent, fierce, despising God, treacherous, reckless, puffed up, Pleasure lovers, denying the power of God, although having the form of religion. Today, I want to look at the first two characteristics of this society, this last day's society. In verse 2, Paul says there will be lovers of self and boasters. I think these two characteristics are very, well, it's there at the core. They're the foundation of how people are going to be thinking their motivations, their worldview, as it were. Paul says they're going to be lovers of self. Very often when we think of, of loving, of being a lover, we think of romantic entanglements, of fondness. Unusually, Paul says people will be lovers, yeah, they'll be lovers of self. Their desires, their priorities, their focus, it's all self-dominated. They're narcissistic. They're fallen head over heels in love with themselves. Their life is all about self. They've got an inordinate, unbalanced focus on me and mine and my own self. It's going to be a world full of people who are preoccupied by their own gains and their own promotion and their own wants. They'll be self-consumed, Paul says. Really, that self-love is the basis of all that uh, runs through these verses and then Paul adds they'll be boasters to boast is to self-promote it's to embellish or exaggerate or to stretch the truth about yourself it's to say something about who you are and what you have and what you've achieved with the idea of making a good positive impression it's all about impression management what do I look like and how can I get the best for me we live in a world where people are so in love with themselves. 
And everything they do is self-focused and self-obsessed. Whatever they do is aimed at their own progress, their own success and their own pleasure and comfort. The driving force in the last day's generation is me. And the aim is to get ahead. And as a result, there are no morals, there are no ethical standards. They do whatever it takes, whatever is necessary to get what they want. And so we move on. It's a, a bit depressing, isn't it? To think that this is how people are going to be. We see signs of it already. And as we go through this list in the next couple of weeks, it will be shocking to see how what Paul spoke, what he said about the last day's generation is going to be coming about. We see it already. And so, let's just stop here for a second and just pray. Father, we don't like what we read here. It's disturbing. But Lord, we do see it. And Lord, we thank you that you've told us. You don't want us to be confused or mystified or, or fearful. You want us to be prepared. Help us, Lord, to be ready and able to do whatever is necessary to preach and promote your gospel, your good news. Amen.